Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Security news this week. A Google fix breaks anti-censorship tools by Lily Hay Newman. If you haven't read this month's Wired cover story about teen hackers who went too deep into Microsoft Xbox's systems, make that your first stop. In more current news, the White House sent mixed messages on cybersecurity policy this week, calling out Russian hackers for compromising popular routers and firewalls, a problematic but unsurprising and even popular type of attack. Meanwhile, the White House is also losing its well-regarded cybersecurity coordinator, Rob Joyce, to the NSA. An alternative security conference on Tuesday called out the industry for lack of diverse representation and inclusion, and researchers are starting to shed more light on the techniques Russian actors used to spread disinformation on social platforms ahead of the 2016 presidential elections. Wired has new details about the malware and techniques attackers used last fall to taint millions of downloads of the popular CC Cleaner PC optimization tool. And a new app works to stymie unauthorized physical access to MacBooks simply by sending a notification to the owner if someone lifts the lid. Facebook's universal login feature comes with some important security drawbacks thanks to online tracking scripts. Researchers demonstrated how feasible it is to exploit Internet of Things device weaknesses one after another to compromise a corporate network without ever touching a PC or server. There's a pressing need to standardize the use of ultrasonic communications in location-based apps. And a new attack vector known as trust jacking can take advantage when you choose to trust a computer from your iPhone. Oh, and Pornhub now accepts cryptocurrency. Just FYI. Plus, there's more. As always, we've rounded up all the news we didn't break or cover in depth this week. So stay safe out there. 
First up, Google removes an app engine attribute that apps used for anti-censorship features. Now, though internet censorship has been ramping up recently in countries like Russia, privacy advocates noticed this week that Google has changed its app engine architecture, so it no longer includes a quirk that was helping apps get around repressive digital schemes. The mechanism, known as domain fronting, allowed services to make it look like they were sending requests to generic digital entities, namely Google, when they were actually communicating with blocked sites and services. The change will impact certain VPNs, apps like Signal, and other tools that prioritize anti-censorship features. Domain fronting was never an actual Google feature, and the company said its decision to plug the hole was long planned. The mechanism has also been abused by hackers to hide malicious activity. Next up, LinkedIn's popular autofill plugin was leaking user data until a fix on Thursday. The plugin fills information from users' profiles into a number of trusted third-party sites, but any of these whitelisted services were able to proactively access users' data without their approval. On top of that, if any of the trusted services were using cross-site scripting that's vulnerable to a certain type of attack, unauthorized platforms could have also grabbed the data. This type of cascade occurred in at least one instance, exposing LinkedIn profile data to an untrusted web service, according to researcher Jack Cable. There isn't evidence of malicious behavior, though. We immediately prevented unauthorized use of this feature once we were made aware of the issue, a LinkedIn spokesperson told ZDNet. And finally, forget Cambridge Analytica. This company has been building a facial recognition database off of Facebook photos for years. Now, lots of services draw on Facebook's huge cache of public and semi-public data, including the facial recognition service FaceInt, which Forbes discovered has swept up Facebook data for five years, while also crawling YouTube videos and numerous other sites for digital faces. Founded by a former Israeli intelligence agent, the database is now owned by an Israeli company called Verint, that is known to offer intelligence services to the U.S. government and others around the world. FaceInt has data about individuals harvested from such online sources as YouTube, Facebook, and open and closed forums all over the globe. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 